So what I've had to do in the last couple days is say, A, how am I feeling? B, why do I think I'm feeling like this? And C, how can I change some things, get back into what I know works best for me? You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome back to another episode of the Small Minded Podcast. My name is Molly and I'm your host as we talk about small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. In the last couple episodes, we covered the topic of motherhood and work-life balance. And I still was getting questions about how to do all the things, how to do it all without the mom guilt, how to X, Y, Z. So I felt that it was time to have another episode because as moms, as business owners, life is seasonal. Nothing is the same, whether it's two weeks difference, two months difference, or two years difference. So while I recorded this episode about motherhood back in September of 2020, and I felt like a lot of those themes and those situations still rang true. There was a lot of shift in my mental state, in my mindset, and in the challenges and responsibilities before me in May 2021 that I felt prompted the need for a discussion about how motherhood is seasonal. And in today's episode, we talk about how to get help, whether it's somebody to help you in your business, a housekeeper to help you in your home, or a mental health counselor to help you have someone to talk to. I talk about knowing yourself and what works for you and how that can be different from the person next door. And we talk about mom guilt and we just get real about how I feel mom guilt every day for different reasons. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a short one. It may be things you've heard before, but like I said, motherhood is seasonal and it just, I feel like different things resonate at different points in our motherhood journey, in our life journey. And I hope you enjoy my sharing with you in today's episode. Thanks so much for being here. And without further ado, here we go. Well, hello there, listener. It seems like so long since I have recorded a solo cast. Last week, you heard the motherhood episode of the Small Minded Podcast that was originally recorded back in September of 2020. It was one of our very first episodes of the podcast. And it's so hard to believe that that was nearly nine months ago already. But in that episode, I think it kind of illustrates what I'm going to dive a little further into in today's episode in that motherhood is definitely a seasonal experience, right? Because when I listened back to that episode from September 2020, I was fresh off a COVID diagnosis and I was figuring out in the midst of recording that episode how to handle being sick, which it never really got too bad for me. So I was really lucky, but I was still like tired and run down and trying to figure out how I'm going to be taking care of these children while my husband is in the field. Farm wives, you can identify with that. 
and like trying to socially distance and get my work done. It was just a whole thing. But when I listened back to that episode, I was like, wow, I was very like hopeful and optimistic. You could hear in my voice, I was just like determined that I was going to do this. And I did. And I think in those seasons of hardship, it really causes us to like sink or swim, right? And thankfully, I was able to swim in that moment. I have a team of people who are able to help me and I made it through. And then as I like reflect on where I'm at today, I'm like, dang, I'm just, I feel like I'm in a completely different season. I'm not suffering by any means, but like, I just feel like I'm at a different mindset than I was in that season of my life nine months ago. So we'll get into that a little bit further. But all of this to say that today's episode is going to be a like compliment, if you will, to last week's episode, but it's another take on motherhood. I opened up the floor on Instagram stories. If you're not following me at Small Minded Podcast or at Molly Knuth Media, make sure you head over there on Instagram because I will solicit questions and ideas and topics from you guys, the listeners, for what you want to hear on this podcast. And last week I asked, what are you guys wondering about motherhood? And question after question was answered with mom guilt, balance, managing it all. And as these questions came rolling in, I was like, dang, we put on so much stress and pressure on ourselves to do all the things. And I am just as guilty as the next woman that I do that too. And as I was seeing all of these roll in, I was like, we need to have another episode. We need to have another episode about where I'm at. And I'm just going to give you the full honest truth. And so here we go. Motherhood with Molly. I guess maybe that's going to be the title. We'll see. Okay, guys, I'm going to be 110% honest. Also back in September when I recorded that last motherhood episode, I was at the point of podcasting where I was really writing out copious notes before I would record. And I had a really strict, not strict, but well outlined game plan. And I would write down bullet points. I'd make sure I talked about each of those bullet points. And now I've reached the point of podcasting where I usually just turn on the mic and start talking and we'll just see where it leads. Um, so we might be a little rambly today, but there are a few key topics that I want to hit on for all of you who submitted questions and those of you who are listening but didn't have an opportunity to. So I'm going to talk about my experience as a mom. I'm going to talk about mom guilt. I'm going to talk about knowing yourself, what works for you and what doesn't. And then I'm going to talk about resources to help you out. So first off, my name's Molly. I am, where, how do I start this? Um, we'll start with wife. I am wife to Ryan. We've been married for almost 12 years. He is a farmer. So if you guys are familiar with farming, you get this. If you're not familiar with farming, this is a very demanding job or career, I guess, because it frequently requires days where we may not see him because he will be working before sunup and he will work until well after the kids are in bed. So that presents a whole list of challenges, but also a whole list of benefits for our family. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I have four children ages 10, 8, 6, and 4. 
We are in mid-May. This last week has been a struggle. The kids are ready to be out of school. And I've noticed that we are sliding into the summer schedule. They're sleeping in. I'm wanting to sleep in. We are staying up late. We are outside, which is leading to more tiredness, sleeping in. So we are in the summer slide mode for sure. But having four kids is really, really awesome because they play so well together and they are each other's best friends. But there are also challenges because like tonight, there were times when I just wanted it to be a little quiet, you know? And when there's six people in a household, you just don't get a lot of quiet. (laughs) But anyway, mom of four, ages 10 and below, there are two boys, two girls. They definitely love playing. They love Legos. They love small little toys. It doesn't really matter if they're branded or not. They like to have little animal toys that they can make believe with. What else do they like? They like their, we just got some chickens. We have some pigs. So that kind of brings in the whole farm thing full circle. We are not super active. The kids have tried things like soccer. They've tried t-ball, but they just haven't latched on to that. So we're not like having to run to a whole bunch of events. Uh, our second oldest, she does have therapy three times a week. She had a medical condition back in 2018. So that does have us hopping from therapist to therapist during the week, but we're not terribly time strapped, I should say. In addition to being a wife and a mom, I'm a community volunteer, which in 2020, some of those community volunteerism obligations took a backseat to all of the social distancing and the protocols that were in place. But those are starting to kind of fire back up. And I really didn't realize how much of that I missed. So I'll get more into that as we get through the episode. And then the last thing I should mention too, is that I'm a business owner. So I work primarily from home as a social media marketer for small towns, small businesses, helping them market on places like Facebook, Instagram, websites, things like that, which is kind of like motherhood because I'm trying to manage the needs of a bunch of people and prioritize what needs to be addressed first and making sure everybody is satisfied. So a lot of days I do feel like a mom where I'm bouncing from task to task, just helping people get knocked out what they need to. But thankfully I have a team of really supportive people behind me here at Molly Knuth Media who can help get those tasks and get those objectives met. So that's who I am. Now, what a lot of people may say is like, geez, that sounds like you are so, so busy. How do you do it all? And if you listen to the last episode, you know that I don't. I don't do it all. I have a lot of help. Like I alluded to, I have a team of people who I know I can rely on for my work activities and tasks. So we have people on the staff who I know I can turn like a writing assignment over to or somebody who is very good at designing graphics or I know somebody who I can just throw anything at and they can handle it. So at work, I make sure that I have people who I know can handle and help me out with my work goals. And we use a lot of softwares to help us reach those goals. So I use different softwares for project management so that we can assign tasks to team members, keep tabs on where these tasks are along completion, and then check them off when they're done. I use a different software for organizing files. I use another software for 
keeping all my clients' information organized and getting their billing and their invoices and everything straight away. So when it comes to work things, I really rely heavily on people helping me out. And when it comes to life in home, I also have a support staff, I feel like. I have family that lives nearby, which I'm very lucky for. So a lot of days, if I need a little extra help, I can call my mother-in-law or my sister-in-law or my mom or my sister, and they can help out. I also have the real privilege of having a daycare that is in town. It's a daycare center. So our youngest goes there a couple days a week so that I can get work done. And he loves going to daycare. He's in preschool as well. So over the years, our daycare availability ebbed and flowed as my jobs changed. So I was a teacher and then I turned to stay at home mom and then I have like evolved into this social media marketer self-employed role. And as my hours and responsibilities have grown, our need for childcare also grew. And so we were lucky to have this center in town. We also have some in-home daycare providers in our community, which really helps out. And we were lucky to have that and that they were able to take our kids in as my job and my career kind of evolved. But that's all to say that I cannot do all of the things that are required of me by myself. And I am an Enneagram 3. If you guys are familiar with the Enneagram at all, you know that the Enneagram 3 is defined by their need to achieve. And I do set goals and I am ambitious. And a lot of times I do want to be that person that is achieving the things and doing the stuff. And I love having creative ideas and pivoting quickly because I just had a better idea. And I work well under pressure and under short time <laughs> time constraints. And I want to do all the things and do them really well. So for me, it's super hard to offload and know what I should be giving up and delegating. But also, in full transparency, just last week, I did not get my tasks assigned to my team members in a timely fashion. So as a result, I didn't want to put that on my team members with a very short turnaround window. So I said, hey, guys, I know you're busy this week. I know I didn't get the tasks out to you, so I'm going to handle it. And then I will give you guys your tasks for the next week. But this week, you guys are just going to like, if you weren't assigned anything, you're not going to be because that's not fair on my end. So I did all the tasks last week. And you know what I learned? I can't do all the things. <laughs> and I can't do all the things and do it well, which is a quote from our friend Lena a couple of episodes ago. But I learned that firsthand that I have grown to rely on my team members and they have shouldered so much of the work that we do that when I tried to go back and do it all myself, I could not. I was like, dang, I need to get these ladies back in my life. So that's just to say that I know that it can be hard sometimes to ask for help to offload things, but you just have to because there are moments in motherhood and in life where we just feel so stretched and so pulled thin. We're not sure how we're going to get through even half of the things on our to-do list. And it can seem like we are alone. 
but I would bet that you've got somebody, a neighbor, uh, another mother in town, a friend, a family member, maybe just somebody in the classifieds of your local newspaper who is looking for a few hours of work who can help you out with what you need to get done. And for me, that looks like having a team. It looks like having childcare. It looks like having a housekeeper come in every other week and just cleaning my floors because that's something that I just never seem to get done. In the spring, it looks like having my aunt come and wash my windows because it takes me days to do that. It also looks like when I have a room to paint, I have a person who happens to be my mother-in-law, but she is a great painter. And I know that if I painted a room, it would take me so, so long and I wouldn't do a good enough job up to my own standards. So I have people that I know who can get these jobs done for me. And it's just something that probably 10 years ago, I would have felt really guilty about. Like it's something I should be doing. But as I've gotten older and wiser, now that I'm in my mid thirties, I've realized that I cannot do everything. And it is like, and thankfully, like I totally recognize, like it's a gift that I'm able to have people who can come and do this, that I can pay these people to do that. And I understand that there are financial barriers that come in the way, trust me. But at this point of where I'm at in my business and where I'm at in life, there are just certain things that I'm like, I'm going to hire somebody to come do that because it's going to be so much more efficient than if I tried to do it myself. So those are ways that I have tried to learn as I go about how to do, and I'm doing air quotes, guys how to do it all. And the big secret is that I do not do it all. I have so many awesome people who I can have help me out. And that really helps alleviate some of the stress and some of the to-dos that we put on ourselves. All right, next up, one of you guys submitted in my questions on Instagram stories. You said, will you please talk about mom guilt, feeling guilty when you're working, that you're missing out on time with the kids. And then also when you are spending time with the kids that you should be getting work done. So guys, again, it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning. This is all super, super seasonal and everything is going to shift and change as the years go by. So there have been times when I was a stay-at-home mom and I was raising three kids and I was busy every day with taking care of the needs of our household. At that time, I felt super guilty because I was not contributing to our family's income, that I was spending money instead of making money, and that I wasn't like being a good spouse, which none of this was like from my husband. This is all just what I was telling myself. And so at that time, even though I had so much time to give to the kids, I was still feeling guilty because I wasn't working. Now, fast forward to today, the last month, the last couple of months, I feel that I have done a total 180 and I feel like I am working so much that I am constantly on my phone checking messages. I am creating content to put out for my social media clients. And I feel like I am doing so much of that that sometimes I miss out on the day-to-day -day with my kids. And now I have guilt about how much I am working and not spending time with them. So life is seasonal. 
And just because we might think that it would be better if we could do this, that, or the other thing, it's not always that way. And I really feel like as a mom of four, as someone who is like 10 years into this motherhood thing, I don't know if I'll ever have it all figured out because I feel like just when you have something like, oh man, this is really going well, then something shifts and changes. And sometimes it shifts and changes for the better and you'll get a blessing. And sometimes it shifts and changes and you face a hardship or a struggle or a challenge that you didn't foresee. But every season of motherhood is going to require different things of you. And along with those requirements, I feel like we just always have some element of mom guilt. And I don't have a good answer for this. I am not a therapist. I am not qualified to give any sort of recommendations on how to deal with this. But what I've found for myself is that when I start by like making myself like feel the best that I can, and I know like over the years just of trying different things, I know what some of those things are that I can do to get myself in a better mindset so that I feel a little bit better about myself. I know that I'm doing my very best. And then it just kind of lifts my attitude around everything that's going on in my life, work, motherhood, volunteerism, etc. So a few of those things that I do when I'm feeling super guilty and I feel like the balance is way out of whack, and this might sound counterintuitive, but I know personally that I need some space. I'm, I feel like I'm an introverted, or how do people say that? Like, I think I'm an introvert because like, it takes a lot of energy for me to like, go lead a class or a workshop or talk with people all day. I just need to go home and take a nap. But I'm also, when I'm in a crowd, I feel like I bring energy and I'm very chatty. So I don't know how you describe that, but all that is to say that knowing what works and what doesn't. So I know that for me, some of the things that I need to do are to like get centered and reset back to myself. So I do that by going for a walk. Sometimes I listen to a podcast. A lot of times I listen to just some of my favorite songs. And it seems like that music, the favorite songs, like just puts me in an elevated mood, especially if I, this sounds so embarrassing, but like if I can dance a little bit, sing along with the music, I just am in an all around better mood. <laughs> so there's that. I also know that if I start slipping into like, I'm in this program, my friend Erica runs it. It's called Sweat Inspire Sisterhood. It's the drop 10 program. And what you do in that program is count your macros. And the first time I did this program back in 2018, I realized that I felt a certain way when I ate a high fat diet. I felt a certain way when I ate a high carb diet. And I felt a certain way if I ate a high protein diet. And I found that I function the best and I have the best mental clarity and I have the most energy when I eat high carb, high protein, low fat. That just makes my body perform better. And I also know that if I am moving my body, if I am eating this diet, and if I am making time to like read, and it doesn't have to be personal development, it doesn't have to be self-help. A lot of times if I'm in a really good fiction book, that puts me in a good mood too. So if I can find some time in my day to do two or three of those things, it puts me in a better mood because I'm kind of like recentered back to myself. It gives me some quiet time before 
The kids are up and out of bed. I'm not just responding to their needs. I've given myself some time to like wake up. Oh, and I'd like to do this in the mornings. That's just an important point too. But it helps me kind of recenter with me and then I can show up better. And I, I have no scientific proof of this, but I just feel like overall I can show up better for work because I have more creativity and clarity. And then when I'm creative and clear in my work, it doesn't take me as many hours to complete it. So then I have some time with the kids that is uninterrupted after work. Now, full transparency again, I have not been great with that in the last month or so. Just the way that life falls and we're getting into that summer slide like I alluded to earlier. So what I've had to do in the last couple of days is say, A, how am I feeling? B, why do I think I'm feeling like this? And C, how can I change some things get back into what I know works best for me and start implementing some of those things and creating those habits that I know make me function better. So for example, I know that I've been sleeping in. So when I get out of bed, it's usually because somebody's making me get out of bed and then I am in response mode all day long and I don't function well like that. I also know that I have not been eating great. So I need to get back on those healthy carbs low fat. And I know that will make me feel less sluggish and tired and it'll make me feel more energetic and ready to accomplish things. And by just doing a couple of those small things that I know work for me, and this may not work for you, everybody's a little bit different, but those are the things that work for me. And I know that. And if I can start implementing those, then it just helps me show up better. And then I'm just feel a little bit less guilty because I know that I'm doing my best. All right, and the last thing that I'm going to leave you with because we've talked about what I do, how I do it all, which is the big secret is that I don't, how to address mom guilt, and then knowing what works and what doesn't work for you, which I kind of put together in that last segment. The last thing that I'm going to tell you about, which I think is really important, is that you guys can get help if you feel like you still are not sure how to alleviate the stress or alleviate the mom guilt, there is always someone that you can go to. And I myself have used a counselor in the past. And I just reached out to her a couple weeks ago, told her, hey, you know what, I'm feeling super stressed. And I feel like I just need to sit down and talk with you. And so she made room in her schedule. So if you guys need to at any time, see a mental health counselor, if you need to talk to a therapist, please know that there is no shame in that. And it was something that for me personally, I didn't know that I needed to talk to someone. It was after we had a major life shift. I had alluded to it earlier when I talked about my daughter's medical experience in 2018. So about nine months later, I was just feeling kind of low and off and not myself. And I talked to a trusted friend and she was like, you know, I was feeling like that. And I went to this counselor and she gave me her name and where she was located. And I took that as oh my gosh, if, if she does it, I think I could, I could do that too. And so I made the appointment and then I went for a few weeks and talked to this counselor and it probably a few months actually, but it was very unthreatening. She just listened and she helped guide me through some struggles and talked me through things that I just didn't, I don't like to open up and talk to a lot of people. I feel like I'm burdening them, burdening them with my problems. And so with her as just like an objective third party, like I could talk to her, she could hear me out and just give me like some straightforward advice. Now, 
there got to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm back to myself. I'm doing pretty good. Um, so then I took a little break from seeing her. And then, like I said, it was just recently again, I'm like, I'm feeling super stressed. I'm feeling a little off. I think maybe I need to make that appointment. And so I reached out and I'm going to start going to her again. So if you feel like you are just not sure what to do next, if you're feeling super off, know that it's okay to go to someone else. You can talk to a therapist or a counselor. There is no shame around that. I think that she is a wonderful human being. And I hope that everybody has that experience when they go to a mental health counselor. And a lot of times it just feels good to talk about it and communicate the things that are happening in your head and the things you're telling yourself. So this is my little permission to you too. If you feel like that's something that you need, no shame. You can probably find somebody in your circle that has seen somebody for counseling before. But if not, I know there are some great online options. I've been hearing a lot about BetterHelp online. So there are even online options for that service if that's what you need. Okay, guys. So that's what we have right now. Motherhood with Molly, just raw and unfiltered (laughs) in May 2021. So I don't feel like I'm any wiser than I was back in September when I recorded the original motherhood episode. But hopefully you guys got a couple of good tips about how you can show up, how you can serve yourself, and how you can tackle motherhood and business and work and all the things that are on your plate today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Next week, we have another guest coming back that I'm sure you're going to love. It was such like educational topic that we were talking about, and it was so insightful. So please come back next week for that guest. And I will show up for you again on Instagram at Molly Knuth Media at Small Minded Podcast. So make sure that you head over there, give us a follow if you want to know more. Thanks, everybody. And I will talk to you soon. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded. <laughs>